0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is 2 Corinthians eleven sixteen 16-33. When was the last time you had to prepare a resume? Maybe for some of you, it's been decades. Maybe for others, it's been days uh, and something you've recently done. But let's just be honest, on a resume, you're trying to make yourself look good. I mean, not in a sinful way, but in a way, you are trying to make yourself look appealing to an employer. You are trying to show your qualifications for uh, the job that you desire. Today we are going to see what you could say is Paul's resume towards the church in in Corinth As he is being accused by these false apostles, and again, remember, this isn't a personal beef. Uh, This is really a matter of of false teaching. These people are trying to lead the Corinthians astray from the gospel, and they're using personal criticisms of Paul as an example or as a tool to uh, bring this false teaching in. But Paul now is defending himself, and we've seen how that's awkward for him. He describes it even as as foolish, what he is feeling he is having to do. But today, he gets more into his resume. Why should you listen to me? Why should you trust me as an apostle? And now what would you think, Uh, an apostle or maybe you just think today about, you know, a pastor or some kind of ministry leader? How how do you think many times they would set themselves up as, well, here's why you should listen to me. And maybe they would list degrees, uh, you know, academic things. Maybe they would list different jobs or positions of prestige that they have held, That's not the route that Paul goes. Let's look at this together and then see what we can learn from it. We we see again, Paul, in this first verse of our passage today, verse 16, Paul, the awkwardness, the foolishness that he feels. I repeat, let no one think me foolish but even if you do accept me as a fool so that I too may boast a little. And he's saying, Hey, these false teachers are boasting. Okay. Uh, Let me boast and basically make my defense. And he says in verse 22, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they offspring of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? Uh, And so, these are maybe some of the more traditional things, kind of the background, pedigree, prestige things that they are claiming. And Paul's saying, I can match them. But now what makes him better? And this is where, again, you sense his awkwardness. Verse 23, are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. And now he says, I'm talking like a madman. But then what is it that makes him better as a servant of Christ than these apostles? Is it degrees? Is it accomplishments? Let's see what he says. With far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings, and often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Who is weak? And I am not weak. Who is made to fall? And I am not indignant. So he basically, in his defense, points not to his accomplishments, not to his pedigree, not to his education. He basically points to his suffering and his sacrifices. That is what he reluctantly points to, to defend himself and his apostleship. That should affect our thinking, I think, in a few ways. One, it should affect who we honor. And I think we should honor those who have followed Paul in this example. And that's one of the reasons why you'll hear me mention from time to time, I think there's great benefit in reading Christian biography, because as we read stories of missionaries or faithful pastors throughout the history of the church, one thing we will notice is they sacrificed and there's ways that they suffered. Now, it doesn't always look exactly like Paul, but that's one reason why we should look to martyrs, people who have given their life for the faith as an example for us. And I do think not everyone is going to have that opportunity. Not, not everyone is going to be forced to make that choice between uh, go on living or be faithful to Christ. Um, But we should honor those that do and, and prepare ourselves with that same mindset of I'm willing to sacrifice and I'm ready to suffer for the sake of the gospel. And I think if you are faithful to Christ, you will experience some level of sacrifice and some level of suffering, even if it's not to this level. But Paul says, that's what makes me qualified is I'm willing to sacrifice and I'm willing to suffer. And those are the kind of people I think we should look to and find inspiration from and seek to emulate. Now, how else should this affect our lives? And I think the other thing is we've seen from 2 Corinthians, you cannot care about Christ. Even yesterday, we spoke of this sincere and pure devotion to Christ. You cannot have a sincere and pure devotion to Christ if you are not engaged in this ministry of reconciliation. And that may look different for All of you listening as God has gifted everyone differently, but here is one thread that I would put through all of that. If you want to be a part of the ministry of reconciliation, you better prepare for sacrifice. You better prepare for suffering. And you need to be willing to go through those things. And again, look at someone like the Apostle Paul as an example. And honestly, one effect I think this list should have on many of us is, man, some of the sacrifices I may be tempted to complain about, like, oh man, this is so hard as I serve the Lord in this way, is we should look at this list and honestly be somewhat ashamed of ourselves. Man, I'm complaining about my suffering, which is nothing compared to the Apostle Paul's, and Paul isn't complaining about it. He's boasting in it, right? You're like, oh man, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night because of this ministry thing. Man, it's so rough, such a sacrifice. Paul is speaking of the many a sleepless night he has had for the cause of ministry. So, we should evaluate our own mindset and our own attitude towards these things as well. And again, not in a prideful way. Paul says in verse 30, if I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. I'm going to boast of the things that show my weakness. And that's what we'll see as we get into chapter 12. It's not, hey, look at me, look at what all." That I've done, he's going to boast about, you know, these things that I've suffered, they've drawn me closer to Christ and they've shown me that Christ is sufficient. And we'll get more into that tomorrow. But I think our mindset should change, man. If I want to serve Christ, I'm ready for suffering and sacrifice to come along with that. As I look at the example of Paul and also the example of Christ who showed through his life that idea of sacrifice and suffering as well. That is what we should pursue. That is uh, the, the mindset that we should bring in. So that should lead to a lot less complaining in all of our lives when we think about whatever we're doing to serve the Lord. No, Any sacrifice or suffering that comes with that, that's not something worth complaining about. There's even a glory to be had in that as it reveals the power of Christ. So, what is a good ministry resume? Well, certainly there there may be some, especially for pastors, uh, some level of education and experience that that is good, but but the heart that we should all aspire to is one that is ready to serve the Lord no matter what the cost may be. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.